Um, good. Pow. Those wheat crunches, mate, are out of this world. I've eaten too many. I don't. I don't often eat things like that. What things that are nice? Well, no, like crisps and things like snacks. I'm not. A, I'm not a snack sort of person. If I'm going to eat a snack, it's normally like a handful of pistachios or something, or biscuits is my like my sugary mm. treat. Yeah, but those wheat crunches have blown my mind. So much flavour. I know. I couldn't tell you what the flavour is. They don't taste like crispy bacon. Unbelievable. You seen that? I could have just licked the flavour off, though, like a dog. <laughs> you know, like when a dog eats something that it shouldn't eat. That's what Lexi does when she has crisps. She was like, I got absolutely caught out once, right? She's like eating squares. They're like really strong salt and vinegar, aren't they? So yeah. she'll sit there oh, no, she sucking the, the flavour off. And then I've walked past and I thought, for a laugh, I'm just going to take that crisp out of her hand and eat it. <sighs> and she'd licked the flavour off? Yeah. <laughs> it was just soft, oh. cold and wet. Wow. Yeah, bleak. Gross. Uh, kids are weird, though, aren't they? Like, kids do weird stuff. Yeah. I used to do weird stuff as well. No. Like my, <laughs> you know, like you, you know, your sister had one of those hair clips. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know why. I always used to clip it over my mouth. Yeah, always. Yeah. Don't know why. Sadist. What? You're a sadist, probably. It's like a cast. Okay. Is that what I mean? No, hair kissed. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. I always used to do stuff like that. Yeah. There was a thing doing the rounds video about. Um, it was like right way back when, in the twenties or something, when they brought out a new flavour crisp, and it's like they're going around asking all like these old working class men and women, what f- what flavour do you th- hello uh, what what flavour do you think this is? And it's like oh, that's cheese and onion. It's like no no no, this is prawn cocktails. Like, no no, I know cheese and onion. <laughs> <when I'm laughs> that's a prawn good crisp, isn't it? Prawn cocktail. Yeah, but again, that doesn't. It's not prawn cocktail, is it? I don't know what flavour no, that is. No, most things that taste of something don't taste like that thing. Like banana milkshake doesn't taste like bananas. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> I know bananas. <laughs> no, it don't taste the bananas, does it? Like cherry. Cherry is the only one that sometimes tastes like cherries. No. I, I, well, yeah, I, I will agree with you actually on strawberry. Yeah, strawberry don't taste like strawberry. Because yeah, whatever strawberry flavour is, it's not what the, it's not the flavour of a strawberry, is no. it? It's made in a lab, <laughs> like COVID. <laughs> Take that, society. <laughs> Cold, I'm basically Joe Rogan. Uh, allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> we don't know. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, mate, that was mad times, wasn't it? It really was. Yeah, mm. I was thinking about this the other day, mm. and it's like you know, humans are actually really good at adapting. Mm. You know, to situations. And I know that's, you know, it wasn't great for everybody. I get that. You know, it's a tough thing. Wasn't great for everybody is the biggest undersell of the pandemic I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm talking more specifically about lockdown than yeah. I'm talking about, you know, having COVID. Because, you know, I, I had COVID and it was, it, it was bleak, rough, yeah. mate. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think, like, the what really was a game changer was all those lockdowns. I think mm. like, that changed so much. Uh, in like the way people go out and the way people spend their money, how they spend their time. Boosted podcasts. Oh God, yeah, through the roof. Yeah. yeah. Um, we didn't start out till well after lockdown. Yeah, you know us. We're uh, we're not trend followers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it was. You know, I've got to be honest. Like looking back, I I quite enjoyed it. What being trapped, like that that being forced to rest. Yeah, like would I? Because I wasn't resting. I'm was still creating. Yeah, like you know, 
I think obviously it was more tough. It was tougher financially for me than it was mm-hmm. um, like emotionally or mentally because you know I quite like being at home. And I'd also after like the first couple of weeks, like once we're very busy people, and you know one of the reasons why I keep myself busy is because I actually think I'm intrinsically quite a lazy person. Right. I think my default is to like actually just procrastinate and do absolutely nothing. And I know that if I once you stop, if I stop, yeah. that's what's happening. So I have to keep myself busy with things to do and yeah. tasks. So when like lockdown happened after like the, the the third week, it's like you know that fidgety kind of feeling of I should be doing something now went yeah and it was like you know this is the bollocks <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know I know that ain't the case for everybody I'm only talking about my own personal experience I, I don't think it was something that should have happened I think it was uh, horrendous I don't think we'd actually fully uh, realise like the effects of that had on people mentally yeah I think kids I think kids yeah. as well like because obviously kids missed out of loads of school didn't they and like yeah you know school for me obviously is where you learn the most but not just about you know the tutors <laughs> but also you know like that's socialising and life and yeah yeah so yeah very interesting yeah that is the thing but what's been happening in the news this week in the news this week oh, we're getting war aren't we probably oh that has happened didn't it yeah yeah, yeah oh god the the scaremongering out there at the moment is wild isn't it yeah but you know I've got, I've got to be honest it don't look good mate does it <laughs> The world's a scary place. <laughs> the world is a scary place. Mm. And, it, oh, you know, I've got a horrible feeling that it might just get a little bit more scarier, mm. if that's a word. Well, that just goes to show that school is important. Um, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was, there was this, this talk of conscription, wasn't there? That happened this week. Hilarious. You know, I first thing I did is Google what fighting ages, and luckily I'm a year old over it. Yeah. So, you know, sorry. <laughs> That's not going to happen. There's not going to be conscription. And no. I think, like anything, words have been taken out of context. Yeah, I think I think that's what a lot of it is. Is you know, but that's the news, isn't it? That's what the news is for. That's yeah. It's honestly, uh, if you if you're one of these people who always like every morning reads the news on your phone or whatever, or puts it on the telly and reads the papers, and you know, if it, just just cut that out of your life and I almost guarantee you will be at least 50% happier and less anxious. It is just, it's just a cesspit of, of lies. Fear sells. <laughs> You're right, mate? You okay? You know, it kind of just winds me up. You know. It's an odd one, isn't it? It's an odd one. All these clickbait titles and stuff and it's like, you know, the thing is I get that you, you know, you. I always like, I will have an ear in of what's going on but I don't but don't I don't listen to the way it's presented because mm. I don't listen to the news or watch the news or read it on my phone or read a paper mm. I don't I don't I hear about if I hear about something then I hear about it yeah to be honest I get most of my no- news through social media now you know yeah. it's like you do one of the pages like Joe or um, Sky News or something or share something or share a video mm. but the way the algorithms are like with TikTok for example you're just like you know I watch one scaremongering we're going to be at war with Russia in five weeks go and buy some flashlights <laughs> and then like my feed's just full of it you yeah know? Mm. but what is this, this This is what's scary right is that um, I forget what it's called now but um, America or NATO have just announced yesterday they're starting this uh, the biggest training exercise they've ever had right, right. and they're, they're, they're moving something like a hundred and 90,000 troops to Poland. Oh my goodness. 
<laughs> including like 16,000 British troops, tanks, uh, Navy boats. It's like it's hundreds of thousands of personnel. Wow. That's being as as a, basically a show of strength mm. and a show of yeah that's yeah like we you know if you're going to start pressuring us we are like we're ready to go mate you know mm. what I mean and America have moved warheads to uh, the British southeast coast <laughs> <laughs> I mean honestly it, that is scary isn't mm. it? it is mad isn't it um I, I, have you done any doomsday prepping no but genuinely for the first time in my life. I felt like I, I probably should. I accidentally fell into a little rabbit hole on TikTok a little while ago of because I like watching people build stuff outside. Obviously, um, <clears throat> you know, like I, I like watching them, you know, like cut down a tree and turn that tree into a log cabin. That's my jam. That is, I'm watching <laughs> that. I'm watching that at home under a blanket with candles on. Hours, mate. Hours of my yeah. life. You know, teaching you how to make a loom. <laughs> using wood um, you should follow the outdoor boys have you seen him probably oh you'd love it yeah but yeah anything like that and that's sort of like the the next step on from that is like hunting videos which I'm not so much of a fan of but like the next level from that is like doomsday preppers yeah yeah you know these people who've built bunkers and stuff in there yeah I mean I think that's the, that's the thing isn't it I think like you know I don't I don't think like you know if there is a war I don't know it's not going to I'd like to think it isn't going to be. It'll be a lot of sort of. It's already happening in the Middle East at the moment, isn't it? With mm. um, Yemen, which are like the, some militants that are backed by Iran. So like we're we're already like as we record this, bombing each other in Iran. Their allies are China and Russia. God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. So like I felt like. God, it's all very. Like, <laughs> so what I'm saying is, do you want a doomsday prep with me? Well, yeah, yeah, oh, I think sweet. I probably should. I think like that. I heard that if there is a nuclear attack, you've got about you've got to hold up for about five six days, realistically, at least. Yeah, at least, yeah, yeah. This is not as long as what you think it is. Like when they see it in films, mm. it's like not like oh that's it, you know, apocalypse. It'll be like uh, I think like four four days is what they said. Have you got like a zombie plan? No, mate. Of course what I haven't. Mean? Why not? Why not? I haven't go- you never thought about that when you were a kid? No. Okay. No. I've got a, I've got a lump of metal down the side of the bed, and that's all I've got. I'd be dead. <laughs> I'd be dead. Yeah, you would, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm thinking about, you know, I don't know, just getting a few supplies. <laughs> <laughs> Get some tin chickpeas, mate, and that's sort you right out. Oh, no, 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 no. What do you mean? No, I'm going to batch cook and... And freeze, and freeze it, it. Okay, well, how long do you think that'll last when the power goes out? Oh, shit. Not take <laughs> the power, are they? Well, we still have Wi Fi. Uh, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Oh, so, if, 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 if you said this uh, the other day, if there was conscription, you'd, you'd go and volunteer. Yeah, know? I feel like I'm the sort of person who should do that. Do you know what I mean? I haven't got any kids. I'm fit and healthy, and I'm the sort of person who should do that. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I am. I am the sort of person who should, Re- realistically. So yeah, I probably would. And you know me. You know me. I can't. You know, I like to keep busy. <laughs> 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 nah, oh, they're all digging foxholes, and he's got like a full shed that he's built. Completely <laughs> camouflaged, and he's making a coffee with a cafe. I mean, I'm prepped, mate. I've been prepping. Talking of prepping, I'm putting that heater on, John. Oh yeah, freezing, mate. Okay, yeah. all right. Just keep him talking. <laughs> keep him talking. Huh? 
Uh, don't you, you're a horrible person sometimes. Okay. Pretend I'm on my so um, Ross is just switching on one of the heaters. Switch it on at the wall. Um, that should be on full power there. Sorry now if you can hear that in the background or not. That you can hear it. I know you can definitely hear it. So what we did was we tried really hard to make this uh, the best we possibly could. So, you know, we're in a studio now, as you can hear. Uh, there's a drum kit in the background. Um, and we tried to make it look really nice. And we've made a lot of changes and got a load of kit. Um, and uh, to completely ruin that, we're just putting some fucking haters on in the background. <laughs> because Ross is chilly. So. Oh, I'm freezing. I can't concentrate. We're talking about, talking about war. Mm. And I'm yeah, and, and I already <laughs> feel like I'm in... <laughs> I already feel like I'm in Stalingrad. It's freezing here. Unbelievable. Yeah? I've been given the appropriate winter uniforms for fighting <laughs> this war. What you mean is you didn't dress correctly knowing that this place is cold? Oh, yeah, but it shouldn't be. We live in a... It's not third world, is it? We've got heaters. Unbelievable. It's so... It's so we can hear it because we're in the room, but I guarantee... Let us know in the comments. Let us know if you can <laughs> Uh, if you so can hear that, it, just know that it's worth it. It's worth it because now we are warmer. If anything, I might have to take my jumper off now. It's too warm, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? What the, this whole? But going back to the conscription thing, what winds me up is all these. I'm going to say it. Fat old men sitting on news, going, "Oh well, you know, our country's soft now, aren't they? Like none of our, uh, no one's going to want to go to war." So, yeah, you go to war, you fat slob. You never <laughs> had to go, did you? <laughs> Slop. Yeah, just why are you why are you being fattest? <laughs> I, I just you know I'm talking about one particular uh, yeah, person. I know exactly who you're talking I, about, mate. But yeah, but I just like yeah, you're doing a great job of shielding that from the world. So thank you. I yeah. just I just don't think you know. Oh God, I don't, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because mm. uh, that's the thing is I, I read somewhere the other day. It's got to be TikTok. Um, that uh, the age that we sort of stop people working yeah. and stop taking them seriously and start to edge them out of having any big decisions in their life is mid 60s right that's yeah. when that's when the younger people start to take over exclusively it's people in their 60s running the countries yeah <laughs> Have we let that happen? It's mad, isn't it? Have we let that happen? That's what if I mean. If you can't set up a router, you probably shouldn't be in charge of modern affairs. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? And also, like back in the day, like in World War Two, when they had conscription, World War One, you had people like Winston Churchill. You mm. know, big, strong characters doing inspiring, fat white old men. You mean? <laughs> well, yeah, I know, but he was more like he had a. It's not Rishi Sunak, is he? Yeah, okay. He was like you know five foot nothing. It's like, well, you know, I just think I've got very many many working class, not working class <laughs> friends. I, you know, I just think you know oh, for I the good of the country, guys. I love that he hasn't got. He doesn't know a single working class. No, person. doesn't know a single working class I've person. Never met one. You know, other than when he's gone and do his handshaking and then immediately anti-backed afterwards, so we don't catch peasant. But yeah, anyway, I don't know. I, don't, I just I feel like that's that's who, you, who you're fighting for, isn't it? Who should be in charge? If Me. you had to pick one, no celebrity. Who, who's your? Who would you have if you had to pick one celebrity to be in charge of the country? Who's it going to be? <sighs> that's a tough one. Mm. What any celebrity? Yeah, uh, Alex Ferguson. He did wonders with you. Oh, you know what? That's not a bad shout. <laughs> I know, yeah. That is not a bad shout. Yeah. Alex Ferguson. Wow, okay. Alex, one of the one of the top <laughs> level did football managers. With you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get out, Rishi. Yeah. 
Honestly. Oh, get Alex Ferguson in. <laughs> <laughs> Fergie, number 10, on the back of everyone's T-shirt. Yeah. Kicking uh, football boats at each other, uh, at people uh, in the oh, yeah, cabinet he, meeting. Yeah, he kicked one at David Beckham, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. Wild. Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> right, yeah, it's not a bad shout. That's not a bad shout. Mine might be Holly Willoughby. Really? I think she's a yeah. bit emotional for that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds highly misogynistic, but I'm yes, talking about does. all the times I've seen her cry on this morning. Yeah, but that's all right. What's wrong with I wouldn't crying? want Philip Schofield doing it either. No, I want Philip Schofield doing it, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Holly Willoughby, even though she did, you know, she jumped the queue for the Queen, I'm all right with that. I think like, <laughs> there's times when it's okay. That was unbelievable. <laughs> Funny is, I just got a text saying, could you uh, ask John if he's available to MC a gig for me in Coggershaw on April the 20th, please? Who's that from? Uh, it's Coggleshaw Comedy Club. Oh, okay. That's quite a nice gig. How nice? It's all right. It's in a barn, big barn. That's not what I'm asking. Yeah, it's nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when is it? Um, April the 20th. Uh. This ain't a podcast, is it? Uh, I'm in Munich. You're what? I'm in Munich, mate. What, training for the war? <laughs> Uh, no, not quite. Slightly, sl- slightly lower, slightly lower stakes. It's um, the improv. It's the IEM, the improv something European Masters. Okay. Might have made that up. Um, yeah, basically like a big improv festival where oh. we're representing the UK. Me, Ali, and Chris Mead. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that'll be fun. Oh, that'll be good. So yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm in Munich. I'll double check it, but. Oh, nice. Yeah. You didn't mention that before. Um, okay. Why don't you tell me you're going to Munich? I've, I've told you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I watched this. Uh, how do you feel about, um, like, you know, like in America, they've got these uh, camps for teenagers that are, like, unruly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how do, how do you feel about like super nanny, but it's a military guy. Yeah, so like, okay, let me repackage the question. Do you think that we don't discipline kids enough and when they go off the rails, what they need is more hard discipline? No, I think I think everyone's different. I think a lot of people will thrive in that environment, but I think a lot of people won't thrive in that environment. That's why school exists in the way that it does. That's perfect for some people. Yeah, but, but not for everybody. Not for everybody. And I think that's okay as well. And like we all learn in different ways. Like you, you can watch a video and then you know how to do that thing. Whereas I need to physically do that thing once, and then I know how to do that thing. I, I think, can't. Well, I, can't I don't know. Learn. I have to do. I have to be, learn by doing. But I can. I, th- I I absorb information quite well. Yeah, but like you'll watch a snooker tutorial, for example, or like chess tutorials. You watch yeah. a load of chess tutorials and learn that stuff. Whereas I can't learn like that. I have oh, to okay. do it. I'm a. Oh, what's it called? I don't know, a, a physical learner. A physical learner? Yeah, it's not called that. There's technical terms for it. There's a like f- learner. <laughs> I don't think it's that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah, I have to like do something physically to then learn it. And I, can't, I find it really hard to learn something from a book. So I read a lot of books, but I can never learn the information from it. I'm all right if I listen to it. If I listen to an audio book, mm. I can remember that information. But yeah, I can't read it and then absorb it. Yeah, oh, I, I mean, I've, I don't know how I learn, really. Because I do like... My USB, mate. The speed that you learn is unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. USB. I'm sure you just plug a USB in somewhere and that's it. Download the information. If I, I've got like a a shelf on how good I can get at a thing. I'm not yeah. like very good at anything. 
Well, maybe. I don't know if that's true. Comedy, perhaps. I think you. I think you get like emceeing comedy. Yeah, but you get to a level where you're be- like, where you're very good at a particular thing before you move on to the next thing. So, like your chess, you got very good at. You know, not a grandmaster level, obviously, but <laughs> you know enough that you were very good. You would you you know give most people a run for their money. Not even Grand Mario level. I don't know what that is. It's a drink. Doesn't matter. Okay. Um, the yeah, and like you know, snooker. You know, you're getting to a level on that now. Yeah, I need to play it again. Oh, I shouldn't have mentioned it. I had a lesson yesterday. And I felt How many lessons have you had? Four. Okay. Yeah, it's because it, again, that is like a sport where. No. You, <laughs> it's not a sport, it's a game. Okay. It's a game, mm. a game sport where you can, you need to practice lots. Because it's a lot of repetition and mm. muscle memory and stuff like that. Yeah. With a game like that, you're only like playing against yourself, really, aren't you? No. No. Well, yeah, because you're, well, you're going to lessons. Yeah, well, I'm going to lessons to learn how to strike the ball properly and how to control the cue ball and learn angles and stuff like that. Yeah, but, but like when you're playing against somebody, you know, for the most part, you're trying to snooker, aren't you? That's why it's called snooker. Mm. So, if, well, you're not for the most part, but, you know, you... It's not like pole where like you just try and pot a ball and it doesn't really matter where the ball ends up. It's like you've, you, there's a lot more thought involved and a lot of variables involved. Like no two breaks are the same, are they? Like when you've got the balls all out. It's, so it's one of them that needs... You know, I need to do a lesson and then I need to practice what he's taught me for an hour and then I need to play a match. and then. But, mm. you know, instead it's, it just takes too long. <laughs> I want to know now. Yeah. Yeah, are you at that point now where you're frustrated with yourself? Yeah, because I think I know like the fundamentals now, and uh, but the consistency isn't there because I'm not practicing enough. Mm. So it's like it's frustrating, you know, for me to have done five lessons and still get beaten by me. No, you won't get beaten by you. But you did get beaten by me twice at the weekend. That was pole. Yeah, that's the same game. It's not the same game. It's the same game. It's not the same game. Yeah. A snooker table is eleven foot long. We need to go and play snooker together. And Absolutely to not. That's God. That sounds boring. Mind you, you did say it's nice and quiet, and they serve Guinness. So, oh, it's that so is, quiet, and they bring the Guinness to the table. That is that is how to get me to go to a place nowadays. Is it quiet? Yeah. Do they serve Guinness? <laughs> <laughs> Let's pack up and go now, oh, mate. Um, there is a lovely pub around the corner. Actually, we had a nice Guinness in there the other day, didn't we? Oh yeah, we did. We could probably sneak off for one, couldn't we? <gasps> dun dun dun. Oh, we'll I see. We could. We'll see if we're good. If we're good, then maybe we can. We've got some other patron videos to do before we go, though. We have got to do those. Yeah. 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 Oh. All right, mate. You looked sad then. Yeah, I just had a pang of like, I just want to have a Guinness and <laughs> not drive to Whitstable now. Oh yeah. Oh no. Look at the state at the bottom of my coffee. Oh. Be careful with the bottom of your coffee. We um. We are in a wonderful new studio, um, Future Hit Studios, and it's great, mm. and uh, we love it, but we don't have proper coffee here yet. No, I can't believe we both forgot. I, I can't believe I went to the shop and bought the best coffee I could possibly find, but it's not instant coffee, it's ground coffee, and we're back to square one. We haven't got a cafeteria. No. So we had to make ourselves a filter. Yeah. I to be th- fair, I think we did an all right job. I think we did. Yeah. You found, like, the... The filter bit for one of those mocha machines. Yep. And I emptied out two tea bags and put them on top of each other to create like a a sieve. Yeah. And and it worked all right. 
Yeah, it did work all right. Delicious coffee as well, to be fair. What is the brand? Illy, is it? I-L-L-Y? You know, the red one. It's nice coffee. It is nice coffee. I'm impressed. It's done the job, isn't it? Yep. And it's washed down our year nine bunking off school sweet selection that I bought. That is what wheat crunchies remind me of. Oh, yeah. They remind me of sitting on your blazer at the end of the field. They remind me of swimming. Oh, yeah. Come out swimming, packet of wheat crunchies out there. Mine was skips, I think. Skips. Hmm. Alexi started swimming lessons. Has she? Yeah, and then she had to stop him immediately because she's got glandular fever. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, that's the problem with the swimming pool, isn't it? Oh, mate. Well, it wasn't the swimming pool. I think she did a, a uh, like an inter-school um, dance festival thing at the Palace Theatre. Oh, nice. And then two days later was just... Oh, yeah, that's, you know... temperature. That's 500 kids all together in a confined space breathing on each other. Yeah. And they're just slimy, aren't they, oh, kids? just... <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> one of Schools, honestly, should be off like off school for the whole six weeks, holidays, nothing. Back school, four days, ill. Yeah. All, you know, wiping their snotty hands all over the gap. It's good for you, though, isn't it? Because as a kid, like the, the iller you are as a kid, the more illnesses you have, the, like, the better your immune system is. So. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, we're not doctors, but I imagine it's something like that, isn't it? It's got to be, isn't it? That's how it works. But yeah, she, uh, this is bad, actually. She, <laughs> like, uh, so on, I think it was Wednesday night. We got her home. That was when she first started complaining that she felt rough. And she had a bit of like she was a bit warm. It wasn't a temperature, but she was she was you know you could tell that she was genuinely ill. Got a bit sort of cryy as she went to bed, and we was like, well, look, let's just see what she's like tomorrow, and if she's ill. And I was like, well, you know, I've got a snooker lesson tomorrow. <laughs> she's got to go to school. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, she didn't have to go to school. We woke up. She did feel rough, and I was like, well, look. I'm not cancelling the snooker lesson. I cancelled the last one, so she can come with me. You know, it's quiet in there. It's in the morning, and um, come down. Got set up. She was fine, right? She she wasn't fine. She was ill, but she weren't like, you know, dying. Took her in, put her on the iPad, played snooker. Turned out she had glandular fever. She just got progressively worse as time went on. Oh, bless uh, her. Yeah, but you know. Oh, mate. Had to work on my pre-shot routine, mate. You I? had to. You had to. What yeah. are you gonna do? <laughs> Can't be Ronnie O'Sullivan. Your pre-shot routine. Mm. What the hell is that? Well, you've got to have to c- maintain consistency. There is a way to make sure that you are potting the ball on online. You have to walk into the shot online. So, pardon. So you look at. So you were essentially practicing catwalk, is what you were doing. No, you're just taking shots, obviously. But you're practicing line and like you line all the balls up on the table, and then you practice. Potting a bowl and rolling through to a colour or screwing back and shots and lines is what this podcast is. Because <laughs> 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 so you walk in, you have to walk into the ball. So yeah, if you look out, if you're looking at the shot, like standing up, looking at the table, and you think, right, I'm going to pot that red into that cushion up there. So you start, you look where the angle is on the red where you want to hit it, mm. and then you come back to the white and you stand in line with where the shot is. Right, and then you walk into that shot. So you put your right foot, if you're right foot, right-handed. Pointing down the line of the shot, mental, and then lean into it, mental. So it means that when you lean down to the table, that cue is running down the line of the shot. So then you can like look at the whiteboard and stuff, but you you know that you are in line with the shot. Wow, yeah, there's a lot to think about, mate. Well, I mean, I've never ever thought about any of that, and I'm fine. <laughs> Neither did I. Yeah, but you're not. You'll you'll be rubbish at snooker. Okay. I promise you. All right, yeah. I promise you. Well, there's no out. way. There's no way to ever find out because I'm never ever going to play snooker. You will do one day. I will do one day. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but she's uh, that is one of the worst things about having kids is when they get ill because you can't do anything to help them, it must be horrible, yeah. 
Yeah, and Lex is such a like she's she's not a whingy kid at all. Mm. Like she's really mature for her age, and she always like she just gets on with it. But you know, when she's like the way she's been the last few days, she's like just so done with it. And glandular fever is a really long, drawn out thing that they can't prescribe anything for. You just got to run it. It's just got to run its course. <sighs> And it's just like seeing her just in absolute bits and she's not got much appetite. So she's losing a bit of weight. She's all gaunt. And I just like, feel so sorry. <laughs> yeah, here I am. But you can't cancel a snooker lesson. <laughs> or, a, or a podcast record, apparently. She's in the car. <laughs> she's not really. Obviously. Jordan Gray's wife is looking after her, mate. Oh, amazing. Nice well. Big shout to Helly. Woo. Um, yeah, it's tough, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, I can't even look after myself and I've got to look after a kid. Yeah, that's the terrifying thing, isn't it? Yeah. I can't even imagine. Oh, God. If I was her, if I was her... Because she's at an age now where she's absolutely got your number, mate. Do you know what I mean? She she must look at you and think, what have I done to deserve this? What? <laughs> <laughs> she must think, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> How have I made it this far? What do you mean? <laughs> I'm She's too young to realise what a fuck up I am. No, she's not. She's yeah, not. She is. She'll work out. She'll work it out when she's a bit older. She won't, mate. Yeah, it's pretty clear. You know, that's that's the thing in it. Is like, uh, th- there's nothing like what a kid really does is make y- you sort of see your parents as humans. You know. Yeah. It's weird to say. Obviously, your parents are humans, but you you think you know what it's like. But it's like you know when I'm bringing up my daughter or having like moments with my daughter I think back to myself when I was that age and then realised that my parents were like my age now you know mm. so it's like you look at them as like this like invincible you know wise all knowing but you really, yeah. they're just they're just trying as well mate, <laughs> you know what I mean yeah just watching the chase yeah <laughs> They're just trying to get through life watching the chase. Um, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah. Because I used to come in sometimes when I was a teenager and my mum would be sat on the sofa watching the guide. The TV so you, guide. Yeah, so you know the TV <laughs> guide, right? And you'd have the small picture up in the top thing. So she'd be like flicking through a channel or whatever and knitting or crocheting or whatever she's doing to keep, her, keep herself busy. And I'd come in and she'd be watching the guide and I'd just stand in the doorway for ages looking at her like, oh, what is going on? <laughs> Are you mad? Are you? Yeah. Are you mad? But that kept me alive, mate. That woman, that amazing woman, kept me and my sister alive. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Well, I don't. I don't do it. No, I mean, like I said, we've been very lucky with Lexi. She's mm. such a good kid. But it is. It is a. Um, I think it's. It's the worry is like, you know. And again, that sounds cliche. I remember my dad saying, you know, you just. It doesn't matter how old you are. We we'll worry about you all the time and things. And you're just like, yeah, all right, I can turn it in. But, but it's true, mate. You know, I can't imagine not. Like when I think like about her getting older and you know going travelling and all stuff like that, I would just be going out of my head, <laughs> just going out of my mind. Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I bet you are, you sadistic bastard. <laughs> but um, yeah, but yeah, and like obviously when they, when they're ill as well, it's like you know it is worrying. It's like mm. she had to go and have blood tests, and it's like that's a perfectly normal thing to happen. But you still, you know, if you're, if you're me, your brain just spirals to the worst possible thing. Yeah. Imaginable. How was she with needles and stuff like that? She was brave, but she was like, she weren't happy about it. You know? Yeah. And, oh, God, yeah. It's like we went, like, this is something, we are, I'm, I want to caveat this with, like, I am very grateful for our NHS and the fact that we have free health care in our, mm. our country. We are very, very fortunate to have that and we do take it for granted. 
but it is so disgustingly underfunded. Yeah. And as a result, like so inefficient. At, like I, I was again. It make me sound old, but like we've gone to the doctor, right? And the doctor's gone, asked all the questions. How long has it been going on? It was about six days at that point. We thought it was tonsillitis. He's like, well, look, no, tonsils are fine. It's not tonsillitis. They're a little bit inflamed, but I think the uh, glands are really swollen. I think it's probably glandular fever. We're, so she's got to go and have a, a blood test, right? I'll mark it as urgent. Now, back in the day, he would have just done, done the blood the test. Blood yeah, test. yeah. Like, it takes, like, two minutes, doesn't it? Like, why can't you just do that blood test, right? I've never, so we have driven from there, gone home, rang the number on the thing. Oh, we can't make an appointment over the phone. You've just got to come down with the urgent one. So it's like, right, so we got back in the car, driven down to the south end, got to the place, and the geezer's like, oh, no, no, you've got to ring up in the morning. It's like, well, you, I just rung up and you told me to come down in now. Yeah, we've only got two slots, so that, that you know, those slots are filled. You've just got to turn up tomorrow morning at eight o'clock. Oh, so we've had to get her out of bed at seven o'clock in the morning, get her back in the car on the off chance. So, you know, we did get the blood test that morning, but it was like, there's a big queue there. Obviously, you've got kids, like, just absolutely losing their mind yeah. in the waiting room. And then this mum comes out, she's had a blood test, she's got her kids with her, into the waiting room with my daughter and the other kids going, oh, God, that really hurt this time. Oh, you know, it's just, I, I'm normally fine with needles, but that really scraped, and she was really rough, really scraped me about, and I've just oh, seen the colour just drain yeah, out of Lexi's yeah. face. And I'm just looking at this woman like, shut you, up, just <laughs> shut up, <laughs> shut up, you dickhead, what's the matter with you? <laughs> like woke up in the morning and chose chaos <laughs> just like what are you doing to me so like and Lex is so good bless her but we get her in, into the chair and I'm like you're alright and she's like yeah and then I could just see the f- tears just leak out of her and she's like she's not alright <laughs> shitting herself oh bless her but it was all alright yeah so she had she, she had the blood test and you know and then now that gets sent off to the lab and we've got to wait a couple of days and then wait for the, the thing to come through and it's just like you know, it's the same when I look with the hernia thing. It's like I just found the whole experience to it could have just been so simpler and more personable without mm. being any more effort. Yeah, you know, you know what you need. What? Booper. Booper. Booper, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you want that sexy, sexy private health care? Yeah, I do, mate. That would be nice. Unbelievable. Big up the NHS. If I had some pots and pans, I'd bang them for you, mate. Yeah, they, it's not that. Alternatively, it's not if Holly Willoughby was in charge, she'd <laughs> absolutely be funding the NHS. Yeah, I just think, yeah, uh, it's not it's not them. I'm not, I don't blame the NHS or the workers. It's the fact that they are just so stretched because mm. they're completely underfunded. Yeah. By those Tory. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know. Yeah, but it is what it is. At least we got it. At least it's free. Yeah. You know. Um, I've got anyway. a squirrel in my garden. What? Have I told you about this? I've got a squirrel in my garden. Is it a code for something? <laughs> you're looking at me really Go, intensely. go, go! <laughs> I was just thinking about it then. I was actually thinking about, um, I didn't, I was supposed to do my bird feeder before I come out and I forgot to do it. So I was thinking about when I get in, I'm going to do my bird feeder and that reminded me that the old nuts I'm going to put in the garden for the squirrel. How do you know it's the same squirrel and not just multiple squirrels? <laughs> I don't know. Gang, gang territory. <laughs> <laughs> I would assume that if there's any other squirrels. Well, no, I have only seen one. So, I mean, it might be multiple squirrels, but I've seen a s- squirrel a few times. I'm going to have to chip it on. I'm going to have to, like, <laughs> put some LX tape around its tail or something. <laughs> but what it does is it is it buries... Uh, so, we're the top floor flat, and it buries... I, can, I watch it burying things in the garden out the back, um, and there's some magpies that follow it around, trying to dig up the things it's buried. No. Yeah, yeah, I'm serious, yeah. Um, 
And I don't know, I just sort of feel a bit annoyed about it. <laughs> what, it's just because the magpies are robbing him? Yeah, but there's nothing <laughs> he can do. There's nothing he can do. There's like three or four magpies, um, and he'll like bury a thing, and then they'll all come down and start pecking around looking for it, and it's like, hey, fuck off, yeah, mate. <laughs> but, you know, there's nothing he can do, because, you know, if he sits there, they just wait, and the second he goes away to get someone else to bury, they start digging about. God, we think we've got problems with Russia. <laughs> yeah. That poor bastard's... Got fending off three magpies. Yes, yeah, so I don't know what to do about it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put some nuts in my bird feeder that's out on the balcony, so that you know hopefully that will draw them that way. Get an air rifle. Just I don't up. want to kill anything. You can pick off the magpies. We'll just you'd have to just fire a couple of warning shots. Let them know that you've got the squirrels back. Okay, maybe I should just put a little scarecrow Just kill down one there. of them. Just kill but one. Make sure send they see it. Send a message. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> do it dressed as a big squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, let that be a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sometimes like when like our cat is very small. She's a ginger female. Mm. And they, they are they're notoriously small. Yeah, notoriously small. And um, she just gets the absolute shit kicked out of her like whenever she goes out the mm. front. You know what I mean? Um, so we don't live on a cul-de-sac, but it's a very quiet roads. So yeah. a lot of cats sort of knocking about around there. And every now and again, one of them will like chase. Elsie into our garden or like just as a show of strength just like being in the garden bowling you know making the noises the Bruce Lee noise yeah yeah <laughs> um, and I just I, when when that happens and I can see that she's just getting bullied in her own garden I just open the door and let Frankie out yeah sending the heavies like <laughs> like just comes legging it towards the cat and the cat is like off skis mate never yeah. comes back in it's yeah, like there you go yeah you can you can uh, come here and pick on my cat <laughs> she has got a massive sister Oh mate. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, there's a cat out here as well. Oh, the studio. Yeah, it was a pretty one as well, wasn't it? Mm. All right, mate. Bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like an expensive one. Mm-hmm. Forget what they're called now. It was posh cat though, wasn't it? Oh no, there's a different one. That was it. Like a Russian blue. That one. Oh, oh well. I think it's a Russian. Watch that. <laughs> Infiltrating. Uh, those Russians. And uh, yeah, yeah. This this one was like a black and white tabby. Oh, okay. Cute though. Yeah, you're more of a dog guy though. Yeah, I'm more of a. Do- I like any sort of animal though. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm definitely more of a dog person. But I, you know, there's no denying I like a cat. Okay, mate, you're gonna have a budgie one point in your life. Yeah, I had budgies when I was a kid. I can totally see you as an old man with budgies. I want a parrot. A parrot. Yeah, yeah. We looked at a fruit bat a little while ago. A fruit bat. Yeah, we looked at a fruit bat. How can you have a fruit bat? Because they're really good pets. How are they? But they're big. That's the problem. What do you mean, how are they? They're right. just... They're nocturnal, though, aren't they? No, not fruit bats, no. Are you joking? No, I'm not joking. What do you keep them in? Just like a cage, like a, a bird cage. How big are they? No, that's the thing, they're big. It's like, you'd have to have like a six foot by six foot cage. Like Jesus a, Christ. Yeah. Hey, yeah. That's not big enough, though, is it? You wouldn't be able to Well, you get around. them out. You get them out a lot. No. Yeah. That's how you fend off the magpies. <laughs> Send the fruit just, bat out there. Just me, pick just, them off. <laughs> yeah. Looking out the window. Come by, come by. <laughs> it's not a sheep dog. <laughs> no, but you could train it to be one. I don't know, but yeah, they're well cute fruit bats. Anyway, oh, just teach the squirrel to send out the bat signal when it's in trouble. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, that's probably the podcast. Probably in it. Um, thanks for listening to another episode of Ross and John's Organic Capers. Uh, if you enjoyed what you listened to, leave us a little review, please. Yeah. We'd really appreciate that if yeah. you wouldn't mind. Leave us a review, preferably 
Not only five stars. If you haven't got a five star review to leave, just don't bother leaving. If you one. don't think it's five stars, that's all right. But message us and tell us why. If it's right, tell us what it is you don't think that it, why it deserves five stars. It might be that you can hear the fans in the background. I was just, if I knew you were going to say If that. that's the thing, then let us know. Um, yeah. But don't don't put that out. You know, we'll fix the things that you don't like to make it five stars for you, as it's long as we agree with those things. Yeah. But we're open to notes. Don't bring our averages down. No. Um, but do leave us a nice five star review. We'd really appreciate. it. If you it. like it. Uh, and if you don't follow us on social media, you should do that. We put clips from all these podcasts, clips from our radio show at Radio Essex as well, um, all on the social media, at Ross and John Official on Instagram, facebook.com slash Ross and John. There's a link in the description of this podcast with all that on it, including, and most importantly, our Patreon. Yes, links to the Patreon account, patreon.com forward slash Ross and John. Yeah. And that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You can go on there and donate as little as a pound mm. to... You know, show some love to your boys. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the way I've been describing it, and I think this is fair to say, I think mm. if you listen to every episode of this podcast, if you're fans of what we do, it, it, you can join the VIP club for 11 quid, which is the equivalent of buying John and I a pint each mm. uh, once a month, you know, for, for all the content and, and loads of extra content that you get uh, in return for that money. We've got loads of stuff on there. We've already stepped it up this year as well. Mm. Um, and loads of exciting things to be added as well as personalised videos and all that gubbins um, big thanks to our patrons you've paid for all of this and we're really grateful mm-hmm. we do invest all the money straight back into the pod we have to uh, we have to <laughs> um, and that has enabled us to uh, obviously not only have the, the, all the kit that we need to make it look and sound as good as possible but also to be in this beautiful studio thanks to future hits um, and, and thanks to all of you cheers thanks we tell love you we everybody. love you if you have enjoyed it tell everybody tell everybody but don't you know what I love? <laughs> you really shouldn't do is tell your nan. Listen, if you've enjoyed the podcast, and we really hope you have, then why don't you leave us a little review? <laughs> Unless you think it's less than five stars. <laughs> don't tell your nan.